Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder Acharya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Magyanati Mananda Syangana Sarakya Chaksurun Miri Tamyana Tajmai Sri Gurudeya Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovistam Stapi Tamyana Bhutare Sayom Rupakaramayam Dirati Swa Paranti Kam. I'd like to talk to you today about releasing and resting. Krishna is our name for God. He puts dreams in all of our hearts. We know we're going to get over that chronic sickness. We know that our business is going to succeed. We know that we're going to meet the right person. Krishna, God, he doesn't tell us how it's going to happen or necessarily when it's going to happen. So too often, if it's not happening in the way that we'd anticipated on our timetable, we tend to get frustrated. We want to hurry God along a little bit. Krishna, when are you going to turn this around? When is my health going to improve? How come this situation is not getting any better? We put Krishna or God in a box. We tell him how to do it, and we try to tell him when it's going to happen. We also tell him who to use to make it happen. And if it's not working out exactly the way that we've scripted it, we get discouraged. But once you pray, once you believe, then you have to release it and rest. Leave it up to God as to how he does it, when he does it, and who he does it with. If you insist on a time frame for when it's going to happen and a method of how it's going to happen, you're going to end up frustrated. Why? Because Krishna, God's ways are not our ways. He's working when we can't see it. Sometimes the reason it's taking longer than we thought it would take is because he's working on something better than you could have ever imagined. One of the things I've learned in my 74 years is to trust in God's timing, trust in God's ways. What God has promised, the dream that he put in your heart, it will come to pass but it's not going to happen in the way that you think. It may not be when you had planned. So don't try to control the outcome, control the time frame. If you do, you're just going to live worried, lose sleep at night. You need to learn the art of releasing control, releasing having to have it happen in your way. Don't worry. God's already got it all figured out. He knows the end from the beginning. Here's the key. He doesn't give us the details. If you knew in advance how everything was going to work out in your favor, then you wouldn't need any faith, would you? If he told you three months from now there's going to be a huge breakthrough, that door is going to open. Right now it looks like you're going backwards. There's a shortcut. There's going to be a sudden break that's going to catapult you forward. This person is going to show up and help you achieve what you wanted to achieve. Then what would happen? You'd just relax and say, okay, it's all going to work out. Well, why don't you do that now? Why don't you just relax and believe it's all going to work out right now without insisting that God, the supreme creator of millions and millions of universes, be accountable to you to explain to you in advance what he's doing, he has it all planned out. He's doing things you can't see. There are good breaks coming, healing, favor the right people. They're on the schedule, but you need to release control 
Enjoy your life while you're waiting for things to change. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. What is it that upsets us? What keeps us up at night? Krishna is saying, whatever it is, just release it to me. I'm in control. I'm ordering your steps. I'm working behind the scenes. Even if it's meant for your harm, I know how to transform it to your advantage. Those who have belief, it is said, enter into rest. Once you believe, you no longer have to figure everything out. You may not see anything changing right now. You may be tempted to worry. Resist that temptation. Dig in your heels and stay at rest. When you're at rest, what are you doing? You're showing Krishna or God that you can trust him. Maybe you're believing for your health to improve, but the medical report is not getting any better. You thought it would have happened by now. You could be worried, complaining, but instead you're thanking Krishna. You're declaring his promises. You're being your best every day. People don't even know that you have that illness, that you're taking that chemotherapy. When you're upset, when you're complaining, when you're going on Facebook, when you're worried about your finances, your health, that child is off course and you can't sleep, that's a sign that you've stopped believing. In order to reach the fulfillment of your destiny, you have to be at rest. You can't be in inner turmoil and get to where you need to go. Come to a place of peace. Trust God and not be worried. When you're in peace, you know that God or Krishna is in control. You know he's fighting your battles. You know that what he started, he's going to finish. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, true, I'm worried about my finances. I got laid off. I'm upset about the medical report. When is this pandemic going to be over? It's just getting worse. None of that is a surprise to Krishna. He hasn't brought you this far just to leave you. Release the worry. Release the frustration. Release having to know all the details. There will always, can I tell you, be situations you don't understand, problems that look too big, obstacles that seem permanent. Those are tests. Will you go through life worried, wondering if it's going to work out, discouraged because it's taking so long? Or will you enter into rest? Will you believe that Krishna is in control, that he will get you to where you're supposed to be? Sometimes we want something so badly, it gets us off kilter, out of balance. We're not going to be happy unless God does it our way. When that happens, you have to be able to put it on the altar. Don't let go of the dream. Don't let go of the ambition. Don't give up on the promise. Release control of how God is going to bring it to pass. He may not do it in a traditional way. Look at him there, standing in a threefold bending way with a quizzical smile on his face, a peacock feather tucked into his hair. If there's one thing you can glean from the Lord on the altar, it is that he is not predictable. You can't second guess him. He's full of surprises. Two out of three of the tourists that enter the door downstairs 
the question erupts from their mouth. How did this Hare Krishna temple get to be here in an area that's 90% Mormon? And I point them to a picture of Krishna. God has a sense of humor. He's a prankster. Don't expect that you can predict what he's going to do or how he's going to do it. Anything that you have to do in order to be happy, the enemy can use that against you. But when you can say, Krishna, this is what I want, but even if it doesn't work out my way, I'm still going to be happy. I'm still going to give you praise. That takes away the power of the enemy. Hold tightly to your dreams, but hold loosely to how God is going to do it. Krishna knows how to bring promises to pass. You have to stay open as to the means and as to the timing. If you're set and determined on having it one way, that's a formula for frustration. Krishna does things out of the ordinary, unusual. He will not bring your dreams to pass in a traditional way. You might be upset about something right now, rebelling against something, gnashing your teeth against something that is actually the direct hand of God in your life. Did you ever wonder about this possible irony? It hasn't happened yet because Krishna is going to do something better than you think. The delay, the disappointment, the setback, it's not working against you, it's working for you. You need to release control of how it's going to happen. God does things out of the ordinary, unprecedented, unusual. You're not falling behind. You're about to receive a phone call, a good break, an open door, a promotion. Your health is about to suddenly turn around. God simply does not go down a straight path. He takes detours, delays, curves. He'll even take you backwards sometimes, but he will get you to where you need to be. There will be times when your back is to the goal. It feels like you're headed in the wrong direction. Krishna, I'm believing that I should go in this direction for promotion, for healing and freedom. But for a long time now, I've been going in the other direction. I'm in a pandemic. I'm seeing just the opposite. Well, don't get set on the method. The way you think it's going to happen may not be the way that Krishna is going to do it. What you can't see is that that path that's supposedly the wrong direction, there's another turn. It's going to end up catapulting you in the direction you need to go. The reason that it's taking longer is because it's bigger than you thought, more rewarding, more fulfilling. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Doors aren't opening yet. We just don't know what God or Krishna is up to. We can't see what he's doing behind the scenes. People are coming against you. There's a pandemic. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. The trouble has not turned around. Your family member, that child is still off course. Don't be discouraged by what's not changing. Keep in faith. Keep a good attitude. Keep your devotion. There is a set time for God to favor you. A set time for him to heal you. A set time to turn the problem around. If there's a right time, it means that there's also a wrong time. That means that if it hasn't happened yet, it wasn't meant to be. 
So instead of fighting where you are, why not embrace where you are? Krishna, I know that you're ordering my steps. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Lord, I want to thank you that my set times are coming. I can promise you, Krishna's not going to be one second late. He's not going to accidentally miss your set time. It's good to be passionate about your dreams and to pursue them. It's good to envision healing, freedom, breakthroughs, promotion. But don't be so consumed by the goal that you're not going to be happy on the journey. That you're not going to be happy while you're waiting for it to come to pass. Don't put your happiness on hold until everything lines up just like you envision it. Today, this moment, being here is a gift. Enjoy your life while God is working. Enter into rest, not uptight, not stressed out. Oh, when is it going to change? Now you have to pass the test of being happy where you are before Krishna can get you to where you need to be. You have to put your foot down and say, no, I'm going to enjoy this day. The pandemic is not going to stop me. These challenges, this bad break. Krishna, I know you're on the throne. I trust your timing. I trust your ways. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Our main scripture is the Bhagavad Gita, the Song of God. It takes place just on the eve of a great battle. Arjun is the friend and devotee of Krishna. The Supreme Lord has descended onto the earth as the chariot driver of his friend Arjuna. And a conversation takes place on the battlefield which resonates down through the millennium right here to us at this point in time in Spanish Fork, Utah. The long-awaited time for war had arrived. A terrible fratricidal war in which brothers and cousins were going to be pitted before each other. Seeing the horror of it all before him, Arjuna looked across the battlefield at his relatives, his friends, and his teachers arrayed against him. Men who were like fathers, brothers, sons, and grandsons. Arjuna was overwhelmed with compassion. How could he possibly kill his own kinsmen and friends? He felt weak. This powerful warrior addressed Krishna in a trembling voice. My dear Lord, see my friends and relatives before me in a fighting spirit. I feel my limbs quivering, my mouth drying up. Sweat covered Arjuna's brow. His breath came in heavy sighs. The sight of old and respected personalities like Bhisma, Drona, Salya, Balaka, all of whom he loved dearly, filled him with grief. The many young princes, sons of the Kravas and their allies, were like his own sons. He felt compassion for them too. Even his enemies, the Kravas, Dhritarashtra's sons, were pitiable because they were so foolish. How could there be any virtue in killing them? Arjuna wept. I would rather the Kravas kill me unarmed and unresisting than raise my weapons against them for the sake of my own happiness. He threw down his weapons. This champion, this decathlon warrior, slumped on his chair. Krishna, standing beside him, was smiling mildly as he looked at his grief-stricken friend. 
he replied to Arjuna, Arjuna, how have these impurities befallen you at such a critical time? Arjuna, this weakness of heart is not befitting a man who understands life's true values. It leads not to the higher planets, but to degradation, infamy. O son of great warriors, do not yield to such impotence. It is unbecoming. Give up this petty weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of enemies. And Arjuna, still shaking, says, My dear Krishna, it is right to kill sinful enemies, but how can I fire arrows at men who are worthy of my worship? I would rather become a beggar than win this world at the cost of their lives. Even if they are afflicted with greed, sinful, they are still my superiors. Krishna, and here is the breaking point, because Arjuna cannot figure it out. They're wrong, they're sinful, but how can you raise a hand against your brother or your cousins? How can you do that? Arjuna is between a rock and a hard spot. He has no solution that he can conjure. Here's the critical point. This is when the Bhagavad Gita, the teachings of God, actually begin when Arjuna releases it. Karpanya dosho pahata shobeha pichtami dharma sishyas teham. Sishyas is a Sanskrit word from which we get the English word disciple. Arjuna says, at this point, I'm going to stop speculating. I'm going to become your disciple. Tell me, Krishna, what's best? It seems to me that winning will be no better than losing. How would I be able to live after causing my relatives death? And yet they are standing before me with upraised weapons. Arjuna could see no way out of the situation. The Kravas were clearly intent on killing him and his army. And he had no heart for the fight. There was only one person who could help him. And that was the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna. So he looked up at Krishna respectfully, who sat there smiling peacefully with the reins in his hands. He decided to surrender himself to whatever Krishna advised. Oh, Krishna, I am totally confused about my duty due to weakness of heart. In this condition, please instruct me. Tell me what is best for me. Now I am your disciple and a soul surrendered unto you. God does things in unusual ways. He uses adversity, adversaries, bad breaks, disappointments to move us into our destiny. The trouble looks like a setback. Can I tell you, trouble is transportation. God sometimes brings trouble to move you to where he wants you to be. We think that God only uses good breaks, favor, open doors. We thank Krishna when all that happens. We know that's his blessing, but I've learned he equally uses closed doors as much as open doors. He uses people that are against us as much as people who are for us. He uses rejection, betrayal, delays to position us for promotion. We can't see it at the time. We don't like it. It's uncomfortable, but it's the hand of God ordering your steps. Arjuna knew that God's favor was on him. He was the personal friend of God. After all, there wasn't any question of his not being squarely in the middle of God's favor. But nevertheless, what happened? He was betrayed by his cousin brothers. 
cheated out of his kingdom, exiled to a foreign land for 13 years, falsely accused, opposed on the battlefield by his teachers. One bad break after another. Arjuna could have easily said, Krishna, where are you? What happened to my family? Why did all these people do me wrong? All these bad breaks happened, but Arjuna understood this principle. Rest. Don't resist. He never complained. He never got bitter. I'm sure during the 13 years of his exile, there were many lonely nights when he felt abandoned, forgotten. But deep down, he could still hear that small, still voice telling him, Krishna's in control. Krishna's got you in the palm of his hand. This is all a part of your destiny. If he would have tried to control it, tried to make it happen his way, he would have lived bitter, frustrated. Every day, he had to release the worry, release the frustration, release how he thought it would happen. 13 years later, he got his kingdom back, he removed his enemies, he tasted ultimate victory, vindication, restoration. When you study his journey, you see all kinds of twists, turns, delays, detours, disappointments. It is said, since the Lord is directing our steps, why do we try to understand everything that happens along the way? Are you frustrated because you don't understand something that happened to you? Are you upset over a bad break, worried because of a delay? How do you know that's not the hand of God leading you to your throne? How do you know that you're not right on course, on schedule to see what Krishna promised. May not happen like you think, but God uses difficulties to position us for destiny. What you're upset about is a necessary step. That closed door, that betrayal, that delay, that loss, it's instrumental in helping you reach your purpose. Don't try to understand everything that happens on the way. The Lord moves in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps on the sea, rides upon the storm. Deep in unfathomable minds of never failing skill, he treasures up his bright designs and works his never failing will. After hearing the song of God, 700 verses from Krishna, Anarjun had an epiphany. He understood. His effort to control the situation was born of ignorance. His frustrations arose out of self-centeredness, of a misconception of bodily connections. Seeing his relatives before him, he had allowed himself to be weakened, compromised by mundane sentiment. At the end of the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna had awakened his higher intelligence, his broader vision. That very Krishna who was standing before Arjuna asked him to fight. According to that Krishna and his instructions, Arjuna is going to achieve perfection, become free from material bondage, and attain the eternal spiritual abode. If he had not fought, he wouldn't be worth a word. There would be nothing instructive about his life. 
because he went ahead, did what Krishna asked him without insisting on all the answers in advance. We celebrate him 5,000 years later in Spanish Fork, Utah, as an example of what a great and good, mighty servant of God should look like. Krishna looked at Arjuna after having spoken the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna said to Arjuna, Tell me then, O son of Kunti, have you heard everything attentively? Is your illusion now dispelled? Arjuna stood up in the chariot. He reclaimed hold of his Gandiva bow and said, Nashta moha shmitir labda tat prasharama stito shmingata sandeha karisya se vachanam tava. Krishna, my illusion is now gone. By your mercy, I have regained my memory. I am now firm, free from doubt. I shall act according to your instructions. Meanwhile, sitting before the King Duryatrasta, narrating the events of the Bhagavad Gita, Sanjaya concludes the Song of God with these words. Hearing this conversation between the two great souls, Krishna and Arjuna, I feel my hair standing on end, so profound and wonderful is the import. My heart is thrilled upon remembering Krishna's wondrous form. I rejoice again and again. Wherever there is Krishna, the master of all mystics, there will certainly be opulence, victory, extraordinary power, morality. That is my opinion. Isn't that what faith is all about? If that adversity was going to stop your destiny... Well, Krishna or God would not have sent it in the first place. If that disappointment was going to keep you from your purpose, it would not have been allowed. God is seeing what you're made of. This is your chance to rise to the occasion and say, Krishna, I trust you even when I don't understand. I'm going to keep being my best even when it's not fair. I'm going to keep giving you praise when I could be complaining. I'm going to keep moving forward even when I feel like I'm going backwards. When we face hardship, bad breaks, disappointment, it seems like the enemy is in control. But that's when we want to fight, we want to get upset, we want to resist. But Krishna is saying, don't resist anymore. Don't fight it. Don't live bitter. Don't try to get even. Turn it around. Trust the Lord. He's still in control. He's still directing your steps. Sure, that betrayal wasn't fair. Why did God not stop it if it was unfair? Because he's using it to lead you to your destiny. You didn't like the disappointment. It looked for a while like the enemy was prevailing, like the opposition was holding you back. You never know what God is up to. Sometimes we're trying to play God, straighten everyone out, vindicate ourselves, fix this situation at work. Krishna's saying tonight, just release control. He doesn't need your help. He's not looking for your advice. Let him fight your battles. You can't become who you're created to be without setbacks, without bad breaks, without disappointments now and then. The good news is the enemy's not in control. The enemy is a pawn in the hands of the Almighty Lord. He is ordering your steps. Nothing happens without his permission. We on our side have to be mature enough to know when to resist and when not to resist. You're not supposed to fight every battle. 
God uses betrayals, closed doors, disappointments to move you into your purpose. Learn the art of not resisting, but resting. Don't try to control how it's going to happen. Release control, be open, and allow Krishna to do what he does best. Are you resisting or are you resting? Are you trying to control everything, upset because it's not happening your way, trying to force it? Why don't you trust what Krishna is doing? One day you'll see it was necessary for you to reach your destiny. It looked like a setback, but really it was a setup. In 1998, Vibhavi and I were poised to start the construction of this temple in Spanish Fork. We'd spent all the money in our bank account, $12,000, to excavate the site where the temple now sits. We had no other money to speak of. There were no other devotees living in Utah Valley at the time. There was a very small Indian community, and they were mostly in Salt Lake City. But we had one great asset, my wife, Vaibhavi. Vaibhavi was our ace in the hole. She's talented. She's self-assured. She's confident. Whether she does or not, she always gives the impression of having things well in hand. Figured with Vaibhavi heading the project and myself doing the fundraising with my charming smile, <laughs> we might just barely pull off the construction of the temple over the course of a decade or so. Just at that time, Vaibhavi discovered a mole on her ankle, had a checkup, excision, biopsy. The oncologist told her she had stage four melanoma, gave her a year to live. There was an experimental procedure going on in Santa Monica, so she got accepted to the program. She flew down every week for about six months to be part of this treatment. During the course of her illness, state gave her a bit of a money for cancer medicines and medications. There was a credit card on the which about $1,500 was placed that she could use to deal with her cancer. We had a volunteer working here at the time who stole the card and cleaned out the $1,500 in order to buy drugs. Later on, we also figured out that he'd stolen $1,500 in cash from the food booth at our Festival of India at that time. Not only that, but when we had announced the construction of the temple, some of our neighbors circulated a petition which had about 50 signatures to stop the temple construction, calling it an eyesore. We thought, what else could go wrong? The whole idea of building a world-class Krishna temple in an area that's 90% another religion sounds phantasmagoria. Something like that can only happen on a wing and a prayer. And now all these other things were coming against us. It was hard to see at the time, but those winds of those storms were blowing us to where Krishna wanted us to be. Krishna did not send those difficulties to stop us. He sent them to promote us, to show his power and goodness in a greater way. Anyone can build a temple in a foreign land, but Krishna wanted us to build it under a cancer death sentence after our money was stolen and against the opposition of the neighbors. Now, that's really something. <laughs> Krishna was using those challenges to move us into our destiny. The trouble 
was transportation. Guess what? Vi's cancer went away. Here she is, strong and just as ornery as ever, 20 years later. The money that was stolen was replaced a thousand times over. The neighbor's petition was rejected. Two years ago, we bought his house. <laughs> he moved somewhere else, didn't like it, came to me on bended knee. Cheru, can I rent my house back from you? And I said, sure, Frank, we can do that for you. <laughs> Felt like Joseph in Egypt, you know. Now, you're not going to understand everything that happens along the way. You have to release control. Don't fight everything worried. Why did this happen? Krishna knows what he's doing, has you in the palm of his hand. It may not happen as you planned, but where he's taking you is better than any place you've ever imagined. It is said, cast your burdens on the Lord. Release the weight of them. He will sustain you. How many weights are you carrying around? The weight of worry, the weight of what you don't understand, the weight of how am I going to make it through this pandemic? There's something you have to resolve to do tonight. God is not going to take the burden away. You have to release the worry, release the frustration, release having to figure it out, come back to a place of peace. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, God, my life is in your hands. I commit my dreams, my family, my finances, my health to you. I'm not going to fight everything I don't like. I'm not going to live upset when it doesn't go my way. I know that you're using all things for my good. Krishna, I trust your timing. I trust your ways with belief. You will enter into rest. We're asking you tonight to stop resisting and start resting. If you'll release control, I believe the weights that have burdened you are lifting off you right now. Krishna is about to shift the winds of that storm. Instead of blowing you backwards, it's going to blow you forward. Promotion is coming, healing, freedom, breakthroughs, favor, the fullness of your destiny in this life and next life. You'll go back to home, back to God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare.